Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 148 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dolan. I'm watching on Twitter slash X, and I'm here again joining the day, Mr. Harrison Tar. Tar, how you doing, buddy? Good. Good to be back. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Uh, sorry for my absence. I was on a week-long vacation with mom and dad. Uh, went to the Bahamas, went on a little Margaritaville cruise, boat drinks and Pop-Tarts, baby. That's, uh, that, was the, that was the narrator. Um, and then I've been playing a lot of golf. So I really can't complain. I got to go back to the reality, back to work tomorrow. As today, as the show's coming out, so trying to <laughs> trying to buck up and come to terms with that. Yeah, but welcome to the new year. First episode in 2024. We are recording this during halftime of the Rose Bowl, and sitting there, both of us sitting there, hoping and praying that Michigan holds strong for just another half of football. But as an Auburn sports podcast, we are talking about Auburn sports, and a couple of news broke. A couple of news breakouts happened over this. Last couple of days, let's words are hard over the last 24 hours. Uh, starting off with Auburn running back and kick returner Brian Batie has entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal. The transfer out of USF, the former All American at the kick return position, has announced that he is going to be leaving the team and finding another landing spot. Yeah, some interesting news there. Kind of something I didn't particularly expect. I did not look into my uh, Magic Eight Ball and see that Brian Batty was gonna was going to hit the transfer portal. But uh, let, let's be honest here, guys. Uh, I I don't think that Brian Batty doesn't have a talent. I just don't think it worked at Auburn. Uh, it it wasn't anything spectacular. Some kick return decisions were questionable at best. 
And there were just not a lot of moments where you looked and said, wow, this guy's a difference maker. He had a couple of good games on the ground, specifically when Jarquez Hunter was injured. But it's nothing that you look at and say this guy's irreplaceable. No disrespect to him wishing him the best. His New Year's resolution should be to have a little better discretion on returning kicks. And that's not me being facetious or not being being a jerk. I think he's got a ton of talent. You just have to have discretion as to when you can return a kick and you can't house everything. So running uh, running east and west is not always your best move there. Um, just the, the film doesn't lie. Uh, now, here's the, it begs the question, Dylan, who will return kicks for Auburn in 2024? Uh, there's a couple guys I hope – I know you hope it's not. Well, I know one of, one of your boys is, uh, I'm hoping is, uh, isn't going to be back there returning anything anymore in uh, Coy Moore. Uh, but just going through uh, the list of names, I mean, the first one that comes to my mind right off the bat is the guy who also plays the same position that Brian Batie plays as a running back, and that's Jeremiah Cobb. Uh, a guy who was an electric returner at, at Montgomery Catholic and seeing the level of play that he can get to, the the speed, his decision-making that we're already seeing from him as a freshman. I mean, everything screams Jeremiah Cobb, kick returner in 2024. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget, in, a, in another world, per, per se, if something else were to happen, there is a guy coming out of Saraland who – Returned to kick off for a touchdown in his state championship game, but I don't want to get too too bug over here. Uh, no but yeah, before the horse action. <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah Cobb is a guy who I'm looking directly at. Uh, I don't know if Keontae Scott gets that nod at kick returner. He's a great punt returner. I don't know how well he'd be how well he fared at kick returner position. I'm with you. I I would I would I would I think Jeremiah Cobb would be the shoe in there, but I I don't think that there's necessarily an increment. I think that it will be a lot of spring practice figuring that one out. You certainly want it to probably be a returner and more in, in all likelihood. Uh, so uh, we'll find out probably more through spring and have a better idea as, as we approach before fall camp. I, I would imagine that that situation will be will be resolved. But an interesting hole there. Also, be interesting to see where Brian Batie winds up. Uh, there are certainly plenty of of, of of organizations, clubs that can use him. Uh, it's just I don't I don't think Auburn was the right spot even in the first place. Not that I you know, have anything against him, it just didn't work. So that's yeah. uh, that's something in- interesting there, Dylan. I'm trying to go through his stats uh, for the year real quick. Uh, 51 carries, 227 yards, got one touchdown on the ground. I believe it was like a hard – I think it was a goal line touchdown is what he got. I'm trying to remember the game exactly, but I do remember a goal line touchdown. Uh, four and a half yards per carry. Also had seven catches for 52 yards. 7.4 yards per catch. And then what he came here to do, uh, 29 kick returns for 645 yards, his longest being 39 yards. He averaged 22.2 yards per return. Uh, just, I, as you said, didn't work out. Uh, was brought in as a return man, saw saw plays as an all-purpose back, didn't really make it, didn't really shine and at, when he needed to, uh, and definitely was outplayed by Damari Alston. And, and I think Auburn is, is retaining enough talent in the right back position to where this is not a huge loss for the team. I, uh, I agree. And also, let's not forget, before we move forward, Dylan, uh, when Jarquez Hunter returned to this rotation, there just weren't enough touches to go around. I mean, it's just not necessarily Matisse's fault. There just weren't enough touches because you're going to feed 27. And then if you're not feeding 27, you're going to feed 22. Uh, and, and, and and so on and so forth. And Brian Matisse kind of found himself further down that ladder. Um, so, Interesting to see uh, where he winds up wishing him the best of luck in 2024 and beyond. Other news, Dylan. Zion Puckett made his uh, his announcement official, uh, which we knew was going to happen. Yeah. Or we assumed was going to happen. Um, so that's exciting for, for Zion Puckett. Um, wishing him the best. Uh, beyond that, 
couple commit or commitment, Dylan. Well, just speak on Zion Puckett for a little bit because he's a guy who I'm very interested in because Auburn's sending off four defensive backs to the NFL draft. Uh, Jalen Simpson, DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, and, of course, Zion Puckett. Three of those guys I see as being very draftable. Zion Puckett, I would I'd find it very interesting to see how his draft process goes because I don't see a world where he stays in the league as a safety. Agreed. Uh, at, at six foot two twenty six, I mean he was a he was a hard hitting safety. He is every single bit of the word of a hard hitting safety. Thirty seven tackles, two PBUs, one sack, a forced fumble, two interceptions on the year. But a guy who just lacks that that X factor in coverage. But if you need a guy just lower their shoulder and pound someone to the ground, that's your dude. Uh, and I'd be very interested to see how his how his uh, scouting process goes for him. Combine could be very, very helpful to Zion Puckett. Uh, his pro sorry. day, probably. Pro day. He, he'll probably be I'm a pro day guy. They're a little, they're a little interchangeable in my brain. I know the combine means you're yeah. most likely for sure getting drafted, but uh, I guess let me let me rephrase that. Pro day could be very, very beneficial um, for for Zion Pocket, and that'll be something interesting that we'll want to watch film on uh, coming up here shortly uh, in in the very, very near future. Beyond that, one commitment, Dylan, to report, and I know that you're excited because you, Auburn started to compile commits uh, years in advance, which doesn't feel like it happens. Has happened in a long time. Oh, it's it's so nice. Uh, Auburn got their second commit of the class of 2026, a class that is currently in the top ten uh, all over the place. I think eight on Rivals, and I think it I think it was eight on 24/7, somewhere around there. Uh, eight seven is where I've where I've seen. But they've added in their second guy. Uh, the first one being Kale Ellis, uh, offensive lineman. Now adding a wide receiver in Denarius Gray out of Hollywood, Florida. Uh, Dude is only a sophomore, uh, but he has shown signs of being really good. Rivals has him listed as a four-star wide receiver, and being a four-star wide receiver in Florida means a lot. Uh, I have some and, pros for And at a, at a sophomore, that's crazy. That means and he can very yeah. well be a five-star by the time you're end of your junior year. Yeah, and you'll see that as soon as, as 24-7 starts, starts ranking those, those guys because they don't start ranking their 2026 guys until the 2025 guys are all ranked. Uh, but what I saw from the film from this guy, he's a man-on-man merchant. Uh, he just finds ways to make holes uh, in, in the coverages. He finds those holes. He gets there. He gets open for his quarterbacks. Uh, he just He's a great uh, tip drill guy. Uh, whenever he's, I saw one play where his quarterback got, got distressed, and he cut back inside and scored a touchdown on it. Uh, and also he's a physical blocker. Uh, whenever they needed him to on screen passes or run play, you will see him grabbing the other guy's shoulder pads and bringing him to the ground. Uh, that's a lot of stuff. You want to see that out of your wide receivers. Uh, you don't want to recruit a guy just to block unless you're Gus Malzahn. But whenever they come in and they already know how to block, that's a that's a great feature to have. And he's six foot one uh, and one seventy. I'll get to the right now. What right now? That was actually my next point. Is he's six foot one at sixteen? Uh, yeah. 6'1", 170 at sixteen. This kid could wind up hitting another growth spurt, be somewhere in that six two, six three range. And you keep him on a weight reg- regimen, he could be looking at one ninety by his senior year of um, and muscle mass. Uh, 20, 20 pounds over two years when you're on a le- lifting regimen, not crazy to assume. Uh, you could he, you could be looking at a one ninety five, uh, two hundred guy, probably one one ninety one ninety five uh, when he comes into college. Um, in terms of actually getting him on that SEC weight uh, weight training and eating regimen, but great uh, frame. His height and weight are my last, my pro and my con for him. At six foot one, his arms are, he's a, he has some long arms. Uh, he can high point a ball without jumping. And that's something you don't see out of a guy, especially a sophomore in high school. Uh, right. and, and my one con is the fact that he is 
only a sophomore and he's 170. Uh, and that's something that can change in a year, six months even. Just put on – if he puts on like 20 more pounds, dude's going to be a freaking boss. In- just, just This is all speculation here. If you could be looking at knocking that 190 door down uh, or knocking on 190 by the time you graduate um, high school and you're in that 185, 187 range coming into a college weight regimen and we're actually kind of round the clock being taken care of, you're in great shape. I, I think you're in really, really good shape. So uh, very excited uh, for Denarius Gray. Um, and, yeah, and very excited commitment. for these next two recruiting classes too. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly looking in the correct um, direction should you be rooting for Auburn to pull big recruits of that sort. If you're not, then you probably like potato a lot. Anyways, we'll continue. Uh, we, we move forward. Uh, I know you want to touch a little bit on the portal quarterback still, and I think we can kind of buzz through these since that's yeah. – so from from our understanding, from what we've been hearing, Auburn and Hugh Freeze are going to be locked in to the quarterback room that we are currently bringing in. I like how you phrased that. What? The quarterback room that's currently going to be on the planes as opposed to grabbing someone else as opposed to yeah. just naming Peyton Thorne the starter. Yeah, Peyton Thorne, uh, Hank Brown, Walker White, and Holden Garner are going to be the quarterbacks going to the spring, and that's going to be the quarterbacks are going to be battling – and I understand the hate. I understand the dislike towards how the quarterbacks looked. And maybe Hank Brown deserves a shot. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe we need to throw in Walker White just to see what happens. I understand all that. Auburn doesn't need a transportal quarterback. But I do want to enlighten some people on what has happened with those transportal guys that we were targeting over the last month or so. And by targeting, I mean the fans were targeting. I was about to say. The, Not the so much so the Auburn – Twitter sphere and beyond has been has been generating buzz over. The only guy on this list that I'm going to go through is Cam Ward. That's the only guy who ever had any buzz with Auburn. Uh, he apparently there was a lot of money uh, that he was asking for, uh, upwards of two million dollars. Uh, and I just want to let everybody know out there: if Auburn wasn't offering two million dollars for a guy to come in and be the game changing quarterback, they weren't going to offer three million dollars to a safety in high school. And that's just going off the Twitter beat from yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, Cam Ward has announced that he's going to be entering the NFL draft. He was down between, I believe, Miami and and the draft. Uh, clearly didn't really see the, the future of Miami getting drafted, but I guess he's going to go with the NFL draft. Uh, interesting decision from Cam Ward. I don't really see him as like a, a starter in the NFL. Uh, I, I see him getting drafted, uh, but I don't really see him emerging as a starter. Project piece. So, yeah, exactly. A project piece uh, definitely has some highs and some lows. Uh, and it would probably help if he has a decent offensive line at Washington State. Uh, another guy that, that announced his transport destination, DJ Uyangalale, has announced that he is going back to the ACC. He is going to Florida State, uh, a current rival of his former team, the Clemson Tigers. Uh, and he's going back to Florida State, and he's going to probably be a top quarterback in that – probably be the top quarterback in that conference uh, back in his second try in the ACC. You doing my math there? Yeah, I'm thinking. Continue. Drake May's gone. Kate Klubnick is not really him. Uh, Miami doesn't have Tyler Van Dyke anymore, and they don't really know who they're going to go with. Uh, the only guy it, I can really think of is Castanalos from, mm, from BC I, and – and Haynes King from Georgia You're Tech. You're snubbing Haynes King. Haynes King may be the incumbent as the best quarterback in the ACC. People gonna yeah. people gonna hate on that and think I'm sitting here tech tech you know glazing, which I am. But like Haynes King played really really good football this year. I was gonna get to him. I was gonna get to him. 
he's up and down, but like bro could be a solid, solid quarterback going like next next year. Like that could be a guy to watch, not like a Heisman guy, but like a guy you're like, wow, that guy's playing really good football. You know what I mean? There was a solid minute and a half of that Georgia Tech Georgia game where I thought he was the truth and was going to lead the Jackets over the over the Bulldogs, but he's he's going to wind up being a top three quarterback in Georgia Tech history. Yes, I can't think of any other ones, but I Justin I, Thomas. I, Justin Thomas. I that name sounds familiar, but I cannot name any other. The triple the triple option goat. There uh, you go. Maybe Josh Nesbitt. I don't know. We'll, we'll t- I'll discuss that later. If you want to talk, we'll, we'll talk about that in the college loop Georgia Tech edition. Uh, yeah, on. yeah. I, dude, mm, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> and then lastly, a guy who I don't think got any buzz uh, positively from the Auburn Twitter, KJ Jefferson, is going to Orlando. Tar, where you were not too long ago. Right. Are you, maybe, maybe you drove past him uh, on, I, on your way. Oh, to- not him, but I did drive past UCF. He probably was there because he is transferring to Central Florida. He's going to be the quarterback one for the Gus Malzahn-led Golden Knights. Uh, interesting move. I think it's a good fit. Uh, it also uh, prohibits uh, Gus Malzahn from having to develop a, a quarterback uh, that he recruited. Uh, like just kind of like a little side note on this. I know we're not a UCF pod, no, nowhere near that. But like Gus Malzahn's the head coach there, so I have the right to, to talk about this for half a second. Uh, KJ Jefferson's going to bring something to UCF that they really need, and that's P five experience. Uh, like at, at the quarterback position, the the guy can play ball. Like I don't 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 let anything this year kind of muck that vision for you because Arkansas was just unexplainably bad and inexplainably bad rather this year for, for I really don't know why other than things just did not work. Uh, it's it's not like we didn't think that KJ Jefferson was competent or capable. It's just he didn't have help anywhere. Uh, I mean, Rocket Sanders was on and off in terms of health, right? Yeah. And then you look on you look on the outside, and it's like a different guy playing receiver every single snap because no one's healthy and no one's consistent. I mean, that's not all on KJ. And then his offensive line literally hated him. Like they they despised that guy and wanted him to die, and they tried to let him. Um, a coach is a head coach, and you can't get a solid offensive line. Yeah, that's I, there's an issue yeah. right there. Yeah, correct. Correct. Pittman, seat, scorching. But UCF should be interesting with KJ this year. I mean, they went 6-6 six and six in their first year of the Big 12. I know UCF fans are impatient about that. That is successful. That is very successful. Jumping from a G5 to a, uh, to a P5 when Texas and Oklahoma are still present. And let's not forget, for, forget the part where they made some noise out in Norman and, and tried to screw around with Oklahoma season. Um, so, like, this that, that, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing KJ um, in a Gus Malzahn scheme. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, Abby, I swear, is the best at calling us when calling me when I'm on a podcast. It's <laughs> awesome. Anyways, let's move into two before we get to the resolutions. This is gonna be very fun. Just to bring up, we brought up Gus Malzahn. This uh, nice little celebration for Bo Nix finally ending his collegiate career. Uh, his seven year collegiate career uh, <laughs> ended off with a win, a huge win over the former uh, stomping grounds of one Hugh Freeze Liberty. Uh, I've heard there's been a lot of buzz around Caden Salter. I don't know how likely he is to transfer, uh, but people are trying to call him out. The, the call, Getting a market ready for a quarterback who's not in the portal yet is annoying. Agreed. But congratulations to Bo Nix for ending off his career. One Stat-wise, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, trophy right. case, not really there. But he, he is on a lot of lists, uh, the top 10 quarterback-wise in college football. So Bo Nix. You are an Atlanta Falcon. Anyways. <laughs> or Pittsburgh Steelers, whichever one comes first. No, no, no. We got our guy now, dude. Mason Rudolph was the truth after all. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I was right from the day we drafted him. I was in the middle of a Mexican restaurant screaming, we got our guy. All it took was a helmet to the head. That's all it took. That's not all how that went down, and we prefer to not mention that incident and what (laughs) what made that happen. Uh, Anyway, before we get into our New Year's resolutions for each of Auburn sports, we're going to talk for just a second and let you guys know, one, Happy New Year to all of you College Loop enthusiasts out there. Thank you guys for rocking with us. This is the third calendar year we've taken part of, um, 2022, 2023, now 2024. That's correct. I know that was a fun little stat for you. It's like when ESPN put up stats that really don't mean as much as they do. That's exactly what I just did. Um, so I made a sound, a sound like we're way more established than we are. But you guys are the best. Our New Year's re- uh, resolution is to love on you guys even more than you guys love on us because you guys pour out all the support in the world, and it means everything to us. If you guys want to continue to support the podcast, make sure you hit like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the YouTube channel. Drop your comments, drop your thoughts, your New Year's resolutions for Auburn sports, and your personal ones. We want to hear them too. Uh, the If we've gotten any really funny New Year's resolutions, I'm all for those. I think it's really funny when people are like, I'm going to play less golf, so I'm less miserable. And then I see them on the golf course in like, you know, January 6th or January 5th. You know, I, that happens to me. I don't like using January 6th for anything. I'm going to take that back. Um, hey, let's uh, going on January 6th. That's right. That's right. Uh, and if you guys want to continue to support us on other platforms, if you're not listening to the YouTube channel, that's completely fine. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thanks for hanging out on whatever streaming service you're on. Just make sure you give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever the highest rating you can give us. And refer the show to a friend. Send the, just send them a link, send them a QR, not QR code, like a little link in their text messages. Get them to join the loop and make them a looper as well. Another way you can support the show, this one does cost money, but it's, you know, it's, it's some good drip. It's some good drip. Go pick up your very own College Loop War Report Podcast Network co-branded Fuel and Loopy t-shirt. Comes in five different colorways. 25 bucks a shirt. You can pick those up at thewarreport.com or you can just grab it from the link in the description to any of our shows. Once you pick up your shirt, make sure you use hashtag Fuel and Loopy. That's feeling without a G on whatever social media platform you use. Tag us in it. Tag the show at the College Loop. Dylan will give you that whole rundown at the bottom of the show. And we will make sure we throw up your picture, your selfie on the next show thank you guys for continual love and support let's rock out in 2024 and let's start by giving our new year's resolutions for a handful we've kind of hand handpicked uh the bigger uh higher profile auburn sports so you guys could give us some feedback but if you've got some like jo- golf tennis new year's resolutions soccer we're all for it um volleyball. right now we're, volleyball that's right right now we're going to run through football basketball baseball softball and gymnastics dylan we'll start right now your new year's resolution for auburn football go for auburn football so going into the going to the spring uh, I don't believe Auburn's going to get a portal quarterback, but I do think that a good news, New Year's resolution for these four guys going into this uh, upcoming quarterback battle would be to develop at the quarterback position. Uh, Hugh Freeze is a known and respected quarterback coach, a quarterback whisperer, if you will, uh, and this is his year to prove it. Uh, he does, He's already stated he's not going to the portal. He, he basically has just said this Peyton Thorne team going into 2024 – uh, Peyton Thorne is anything but developed uh, from this past year. Uh, definitely the time spent on him was shown. Uh, the fact he only had really a, one practice round to go with. Uh, I'm going to need to see that. Uh, that's, that needs to be a number list on the list, on the important list for Auburn football. Uh, one, develop. Two, recruiting. Re- there you go. Uh, recruiting was going to be my, my, my 1B. Uh, but my 1A is actually kind of more of a general. You got you got, got specific there, Dylan. That's great. But mine in general is going to be fundamentals in terms of winning the games you're supposed to win, in terms of making the plays you're supposed to, 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 to make, uh, making those routine plays, staying the course with your brand of football, which is run the ball down your throat, open up a pass game. I know that Hugh Freeze is going to continue the RPO look, and that's fine. I'm, I love that. I'm, I'm genuinely love that, that, that scheme of offense. But at the same time, fundamentals. And, and getting back to the point where it doesn't feel like you're plugging holes with duct tape and you're actually have guys that know their roles on, on, on this team. That, that is 
what year two needs to look like in a rebuild. And then that's what Auburn is in the middle of. The college football playoff is off the table in 2024, guys. Go ahead and take it off. If you surprise yourself, great. But right now, it should be playing your brand of football and getting back to the fundamentals. Don't let another team beat you, or don't let other teams beat you, rather, on silly, stupid, fundamental mistakes. And, and that's that starts in practice. That starts in the film room. That starts in the weight room. Cross all your I's, dot all your T's. That's my number one and my you know, my one B would be continue the, the hard work on the recruiting trail. Uh, if this is your one under Hugh Freeze and you don't get a true full cycle, very, very interested and excited to see what year two looks like. And I, I will say, just to from what I've been hearing from the press conferences, there is a gripe I've had with the recruiting cycle. It's my one gripe. It's not nothing major, but – if I were to get put another thing on this list, it'd be the only like honorable mention thing I'm going to put on here. I think all my things are pretty set in stone for me. Uh, prioritize your game week. Uh, do not yeah. spend too much time on one side. Don't spend too much time recruiting and then mess up your game plan. We saw what is, that's happened twice this year. Both of them were embarrassing losses. One of New Mexico State, the other one, Maryland. Prioritize your recruiting when it needs to be done. You're Play on the field is the best recruiting pitch you can possibly give to a guy looking to join a team who wants to, who wants to play competent brand of football in the SEC. Don't Agreed. lose sight of your goals going to next year. Mine was a little bit of my, my resolution was a little bit of an innuendo to those two losses as well, Dylan. Yeah. I, I'm sure you yeah, caught that. I, I caught that because uh, that New Mexico State game haunts me to the day. <laughs> yeah, it will for the rest of your life. All right, let's yes, roll sir. into our New Year's resolutions for Auburn basketball. I'll go first here, Dylan. Uh, right. I think, women, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. We're going to start with uh, Auburn men's basketball, and then we'll roll into women's basketball. I'm going to start with my men's basketball New Year's resolution. Block out the noise. Uh, I, I think Auburn f- has fallen victim uh, in, in some time, in some in some moments where they really were a very very ph- phenomenal basketball team. I don't have to look that far back to remember Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. And and even even last year where you're kind of placing these outside expectations in and of yourself. And, and you've seen the guys, Bruce Pearl being a player's coach, I've said it once, said many times, the best coach in the world to coach at Auburn, period, uh, Bruce Pearl. But sometimes I think they get a little caught up in the, in the fact that they are this fun and exciting brand of basketball and everyone around them is either super high on them or like this year, super low on them. And I, I think that that group tends to kind of let that seep in. This is just an outsider looking at it. This is just my opinion, my, my take. If you guys think I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But block out the noise and play the, the brand of basketball you're committed to. And 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 they are – Auburn has been in years past and has been better this year, bad about getting away and trying to do what their competition is doing. Now, play your game. There are going to be games you're going to lose. You're going to drop a couple games in the SEC. They're going to piss you off, and they should. But – Lose in your brand of basketball. Lose in your form where you're doing and, and executing the recipe that you know is successful and large for you. It's going to start on. It's going to start on Saturday, Dylan. It's 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 going to start at Bud Walton Arena on Saturday. Block out the noise and concentrate on playing hoops. Let the AP poll, let the the quadrant system, let Ken Palm take care of itself. Win your games, and you're going to be dancing in March. All that matters is that you're dancing in March. I would like to see Auburn as a top five seed in March, and I don't think that's. I don't think that's unreasonable to ask for, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. That and learn how to play in the damn SEC tournament. Learn how to play in the damn SEC tournament. I am sick and tired of early exits. They are infuriating when you are much better than these teams you're playing. That's what I've got. Mine kind of goes along the same lines as that. Mine's don't peak early. 
don't play your best brand of basketball when uh, well play your best brand of basketball, but don't use all all of your energy in the middle of the season whenever you need your energy for the latter half. This is the SEC schedule never gets easier. It never does. It's always a tough stretch of games every week. Every and every practice is going to be tough for it. It we have seen Auburn teams in the past that have decided to play their hearts out and play their best brands and then win all these games and then fall apart in the latter half of the season. It happens. It happens a lot. And so much so that it haunts me every day. Auburn athletics haunts me. Uh, I, it's all I think about and it haunts. It just, it's a spooky season over here for me. Uh, but you got, you got to go into the season with, you have your 10 deep. Not a lot of teams can look at their roster and say they're 10 deep. Stay mellow about it. You have a top, roster in the country play like it every week stay consistent don't peak don't and then fall off whenever you need to the most that's how you get those early SEC tournament that's how you fall off in the first couple in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament Auburn has a chance to do something special with this team they have two tournament caliber starting fives on one roster play that way and if one guy's Pick up your guys whenever you need to. I think to summarize what you and I both said before we switch into the Auburn women's hoops and then kind of start coming down the stretch, we can go back and watch all Alabama-Michigan, Dylan. Uh, the highs have been very high and the lows have been very low. Find a middle ground. You want you don't want your highs to come in February. You don't want to. Let your high be in March and your low come as soon as your run ends in March. Don't let it happen during the run, but let that high be there and find that middle ground. Find a way to stay even keel. It's kind of tough to do when you've got a guy like BP. He's got a ton of energy, and he's very, very high a lot, all the time, um, and does not really let himself get down. But it's hard to hard to do with, it, with that mellow uh, kind of keeping an even keel. I, guess, I think a guy that does a great job of that is Jalen Williams about staying kind of even keel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not wearing too much on his, on his sleeve as Dylan's getting flooded with text messages. All right. Auburn women's basketball. I'll start here, Dylan. Trust the process. All right, you're in year three of a rebuild. Uh, this SEC slate still extremely, really, extremely, extremely tough. And there is a large talent gap in the SEC. There's just not a ton of parity in the SEC. I don't really care what people say. The rich keep getting richer and the poor keep staying poor. And the SEC and the women's basketball front. Coach Jay is trying to flip that script and change that narrative. I think she's done a phenomenal job. Stay the course. For the fans, you are a huge, huge, huge part of this. Stay the course. And continue to support this team because you've got – the remedy, you have the formula. There are going to be some losses that are going to be infuriating in this SEC slate. And there's going to be a good number of them. If Auburn can jump out, uh, out of, get out of the SEC play around 500, maybe just north of 500, this is a tremendous success. If they're just below 500, this is still a success. You've got to get back to a point where you're competing on a night-in, night-out basis. So stay the course and then go win a couple games in the SEC tournament. Maybe sneak into the NCAA tournament. Low seed, I acknowledge, but try to find a way to sneak in there so you can continue to establish the brand and, and stay the course. That's my whole mantra for women's hoops in 2024. Yeah, uh, my resolution is kind of a goal. Uh, it's it's making it to the tournament. And you get there by doing several steps. You have to be consistent every night. We've seen the lows of this team and those two losses, and we've seen how inconsistent they can get if things aren't going their way. So to get to the inside of a tournament, you have to get consistent. You have to be ready to play. And starting off in just a couple of days now, you're going to go off against a very tough opponent. And luckily, that game that game's in Neville Arena, correct? Right. Make sure I'm yeah, you, you're gonna get them in at home. 
but this is a team nonetheless that has history. This is a one of the premier programs in the sport. Pat Summit used to coach there. We don't need to say more. Like exactly. <laughs> so to get there, you need to do all of these things. You need to be consistent offensively as well as defensively. My resolution is just play good a lot, often. Even. That's a good one. And that 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 but rings for a lot were, of people. You were you were just off of getting the NCAA tournament. You got they they got off of having to be the first team to play in the SEC, SEC tournament. That's a step in the right direction. The SEC, this team is talented enough to be a a scary team later in the season. Agree, 100%. Prove it and make the Silver Tournament. Prove all the naysayers wrong and load up the Ville. And that helps with recruiting big time. And that's what, that's what Coach Jay needs her girls' support with and the fans need your support with and, and selling a product and a brand. All right. Auburn baseball, Dylan, give me your 2024 New Year's resolution. Auburn baseball, uh, get in that weight room, get conditioning, because y'all need to stay healthy. Uh, this team fell apart later in the season because of health. You lost Joseph Gonzalez early due to an injury that kept just bugging him. Uh, first base, uh, I, not Ike Irish. Uh, who was first base? Not Ike Irish. I'm blanket. Cooper Murray. Thank you. He, he couldn't get on the field. He was off, off, on and off the field a lot. The outfield was just struggling to stay healthy. Uh, you got you if you want to show if you want to get Bush Thompson a much deserved championship uh, at some point in his career, you need to do that by making sure that your best nine is always on the field at the same time. And the only way you can do that is get healthy, stay healthy, and you know if you're don't don't push yourself if something's hurting. You know if you if you got a little tweak in your shoulder, you know get it looked at, get some ice on it. Don't don't throw some 90 mile hour fastballs during warmups. Stay healthy and prove that Auburn is a premier program in the sport. All right, Dylan, buckle up because I'm about to ruffle some feathers here. Um, I'm a Butch Thompson supporter through and through. Truthfully, I think he has, and I, I, I argue that he's actually had a more impressive feat than that of Bruce Pearl at Auburn. And Bruce has been spectacular, but what Butch Thompson has done for this baseball program has not gone unnoticed and never should. Folks, first and foremost, New Year's resolution for Auburn baseball is to figure out your bullpen early. That is that that is that's the first part. Figure out how you're going to help that starting rotation. I think they're going to be fine. Jogo comes back healthy, and and you're you're cooking. You're in business. You've got your Friday night guy, and you can get out to a one zero lead in, in weekend series quite quickly. It's time to go make a run at the big one, uh, and 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 I know that that is a lofty expectation, but it's time to not only host a regional. Uh, and, and compete in a, in a, in a um, um, excuse me, super regional. I almost called it a national regional. That's not how that works. And not, not only time to host a regional uh, and compete in a super regional, I'm not expecting you to host there, but I am expecting you to make a solid push um, within reason and, and be in position that you could compete at a College World Series level. Um, this, this group has a ton of talent. They're young. They're really young. And you got to figure out your nine early. And I know that that can be bumpy in the non-con. That's what the non-con's for. But it is time, and I'm not looking at Butch as much as I'm looking at his guys, to kind of play as one, not kind of, to completely play as a team and 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 put something together. Also, I'm gonna, this is going to be a running theme here, Dylan. Damn it, don't make me waste my time going to Hoover this year. Do not make me waste my time going to Hoover this year when you go to the SEC tournament. I am sick and tired of it. And, and I know Butch can't be happy about it. You, you know he's got to pull his hair out when they have to go play at the Hoover Met. Play 
good baseball at the end of the year, kind of like you were talking for basketball. But put yourself in a position that you're not the underdog. You're not anymore. Butch Thompson has brought this program to national recognition for a reason. You're not the underdog. You've got a target on your back. Play like it. Play like it. All right, let's go into Auburn softball, Dylan. I'm going to leave this one and let you anchor um, because I know you're going to have um, be, be kind of uh, feisty here. I'm going to be mean as hell. I'm going to be really mean. Auburn softball, I love you dearly. I really do. Um, no better way to spend an afternoon in the spring than over at Jane B. Moore. You agree, Dylan. I know you do. Agree. Mickey Dean, it is time to – what's the phrase I'm going to go with? I was going to go with something else, but it didn't feel appropriate. Step up. We'll go with step up. I was going to use a, the, I was going to say N-U-T up, but that felt wrong. Um, it's time to step up and, and show that it was not just the group you had last year that was, was pushing you to, to, to the heights that you, you feel like that you could, you could be at. It's time for you to also prove to the Auburn fan base that you are not what's holding this team back because there's a lot of people looking right in, right at you when it comes to, well, why hasn't Auburn made a, made a real push for the college world series yet? It feels like they've got plenty of talent. They have. They have. You've got a young lady coming back in the circle who is outstanding. Uh, and you, you've got a great group around her. Do more with what you would consider technically less, even though I think this team is going to be just fine this year. Do more with less this year and prove that you're not the problem. That needs to be the program's resolution. Otherwise, the resolution needs to be moving on. I, it's, it's, so, this is make or break for me this year, Dylan. You're so right. I completely agree. And going to your point, you have to prove that the pieces you've lost aren't what made your team. You're going to have to go into a year where I, I think you, do you, I think Auburn plays Clemson this year, but if they do, if they do, you have to play Lindsey Garcia, South Carolina's uh, got Denver Bryant, Arkansas, Arkansas is your ways. You're very early on in the season, March 15th or the 17th. That's got Brielis. That's your, that, that is one of your, I think in only two years, she was what second in career home runs, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that that's a huge piece that left, and of course you had Jesse Blaine at Mississippi State, and uh, those are key players who ended up leaving because of the program that Mickey Dean was running. And now you're going to go to a year, and my I'm just going to get off of that and go to mine. I need to see a consistent day one, day two pitcher. Uh, of course, you got Maddie Penta, who is the best pitcher in the sport. And I will say that I will put I will tweet that I will put a quote graphic I will do anything I can to. Tell the world, Matty Pinta is the best pitcher in the sport. Now going in after that, Shelby Lowe is very good. Inconsistent at times. And banged and then, up. And banged up. After Shelby, you don't really know what you're getting out of either Annabelle or Emma at any given time. Uh, at some points, they gave up a lot of runs and weren't getting consistent strikes. Or just getting it over the plate. Uh it's got to establish one of those two as your girl going into either day two or day one, because of course, Maddie Pinta is going to be your day two or day three. You got to find someone who can step in and that on the plate on the mound at that point of the, of the game gives, give Maddie Pinta or Shelby Lowe a break by get, by making sure that one of those two are established. And Emma had a very good uh, fall ball. Uh, Annabella did as well, but you weren't pe- playing the highest level of competition. I must say, uh, but going to the SEC play, uh, those weekends are going to be tough, especially when if you're playing Arkansas, uh, where you're going to have to deal with at least one batter who can, who has already proven that she can rake in Jane B. Moore. 
find someone who can be a solid third string for just to mix in those sports behind Maddie and Shelby. Agree. Agree. I love it. Going into gymnastics, I'll start, let you close, and then we'll roll into our little quick preview about Auburn basketball and get the heck out of Dodge. I've got a quick one and an easy one for Auburn gymnastics. Find your dynamite. I, I think that that's that's actually what I'm gonna I'm gonna use as kind of my slogan for Auburn gymnastics this year. Is find your dynamite. Find your 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 athlete, your competitor that's gonna be the heart and soul of this team. And it could be Sophia Groth. I mean, that's that's certainly an option there. And and, and Cassie obviously bringing back experience, but find your athlete that not is not only is going to perform at a high level in the all around or in their specific event, but it's going to bring the energy to that team. If you look back a year ago, it was clearly Darion Goborn. If you look the year before that, Sunisha Lee played a role uh, for, for, for certain, probably Darion still. Uh, you've got to find your Darion this year. And I'm not just talking about someone who's that damn good at floor. I'm not, I'm not looking at that. But find your dynamite, someone that can be that, that spark that, that, that brings out the best and, and, and those around her. And like I said, I'm a little bit looking to Sophia Groth for this because she's kind of just a fan favorite and also beloved by her teammates and coaches. But you're going to be a little bit of an underdog in some meets this year. Uh, that's going to happen. Find ways, f- find find your your non-coach, your athlete, that's going to make the people around her and make her teammates better. And I, I think you're going to be just fine there. You can wind up surprising a lot of people and being a, a damn good team yet again. But it's going to take cohesiveness, even though a lot, I mean, obviously, you compete in, individually. You've got to have someone that can t- you can turn around and say, man, I didn't put up my best performance on insert rotation here. But they say, hey, head up, next, you know, next man up, next man up mentality. Yeah, and just for me, focusing on one rotation in general. I mean, looking at last season, Auburn was very solid at the at the bar, at, at bars, at the beam, at the floor. But the one rotation that they could never really get consistent at was the vault. And the preview meet, you saw that a little bit, uh, a lot of bit maybe, get consistent at the vault. If you have one bad rotation, it can make or break a meet. You have – as we're recording this and as well, as it comes out, four days before your first quad meet against Alabama, UCLA, and Cal in Las Vegas. Now, I don't want to – I'm not going to say Auburn's going to win that meet, especially with UCLA being there. But if you want to win in the SEC, if you want to prove that you weren't just based your, – your team success was not based on Deion Goborn and Suni Lee – and the amazing season that Cassie Stevens had last year, you need to prove that on all four rotations and all four points of your game. That starts with the vault. That was the weakest position that this team had last year. Get better. Get consistent. Make those land. Don't get too heavy-handed on it and lift off a little too hard like we saw a lot. The Alabama meet in in the uh, airport hangar, uh, definitely showed off a lot. That's where the that's, that is that is the one memory I have of the vault being that bad and that inconsistent was against Alabama in that meet last season. But if if you want to compete in the SEC without your heavy hitters that you had and Darren Goborn Sunny Lee, it starts with fixing your mistakes at the vault. 100% agree, Dylan. And uh, as we wrap things up, make sure you drop in the comment section if you're listening on YouTube. If not, tweet at us and let us know what your New Year's resolutions are for each Auburn sport, respectively. And if you have any extras you want to throw in there, we're all ears. We'll make sure we throw them up on the stream. Definitely want to hear you guys' insight uh, and, and your and your takes on this. Let's pivot over to Auburn basketball as they get prepared uh, to take on Penn. Uh, today as the show comes out, is it a Wednesday game or a Tuesday game? I'm tripping. It's, it's tonight. 
tonight. Tonight's the show cap. I just gaslit myself is exactly what happened. I gaslit myself into thinking <laughs> this was a Wednesday game. And I really, o'clock PM Central, nine o'clock Eastern. I'm a little bit upset that uh, Slackert's last name starts with an S because I was getting ready to make a really funny like beer reference and say the only three things you got to worry about are PBR, but it's not. It's PBS. So public broadcasting system it is. <laughs> it's Slackert, Perkins, and Brown that you've got to look for um, for for Penn. This team is middle of the road, um, but they always find a way to kind of sneak into the tournament because they usually run the table in the Ivy League. And it's usually Penn yeah, or Yale. Princeton usually right there too um, that, that can compete. So this is a team you don't want to overlook and you want to make sure you thump. But it's going to take some perimeter defending, Dylan. I mean, this this team uh, composite, this, this Penn team, shooting 39% from three. From three. Their top three rotational guys that I just mentioned, 43.4, 35.6, and 45.3 from three. This group can knock it down from deep. It's about perimeter defending. This is a great way to prep coming into the SEC slate. No one, I mean, very few conferences in the world shoot the three ball at, at the level the SEC does just because of talent. And it's 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 tough, um, except for I think the Ivy League usually leads in three-point percentages and attempts, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I'd have to fact check that. But very, very good uh, opportunity for Bruce Pearl's team to focus on defense this week. Continue playing your brand of offense. Don't change a damn thing. Don't. And you know the formula. You know the guy that's under the bucket. He's pretty tall. He's got some sick dreads. Let him take care of, uh, of cleaning up the glass and let Dylan Cardwell come in and do what he can do. Let your guards handle, handle uh, I guess, the, the business down on the offensive end of the floor. But I'm really looking at Bruce Pearl's team to play some solid perimeter defense, something that they've not had to do a ton of to this point this year because not many teams are shooting the three ball like this Penn team is. So, Dylan, I'm really, really interested to see who, who, can, who can step up here. For me, it starts with – CBM. It starts with with CBM, with Katie Johnson, and with Denver Jones in terms of can you turn around and, and actually make sure you're guarding at the perimeter. We know what Aiden Holloway can do, uh, and he can kind of step up and play to what anybody's level that's around him. Those three guys, though, very interested to see how they can step up and, and defend the perimeter and let their bigs take care of the business on the glass. Yeah, it's nice little break, too. The last couple of games uh, Auburn played – uh, had, had some dudes who can come in and rotate. Uh, Penn, not really a, a deep team. They really only have five that go over 20 minutes. Uh, and then after that, kind of trickles down from 16 all the way to nine for guys who really get in the game more often than not. Sure. Uh, you're looking at, I, I'm looking at the bench. Uh, prove that your second five is better than their five at any given point of the game. KD Johnson, CBM have been some of the highest points of the season thus far from the bench. And so is Dylan Cardwell. Keep playing your brand of basketball. Keep showing that your 10 is better than your five from start to finish. Because uh, you're coming again, you're going to be playing against a very tough Arkansas team in a very tough Arkansas environment in just a few days. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, we'll preview that on the Thursday show and get more in depth on that. But your preparation for Arkansas starts with your preparation for Penn. You needed to be able to defend the three in the SEC. The SEC, I feel like the SEC is one of the highest like three point percentage shooting conferences in the country because every team does it. Every team wants to make the three ball. And if you want to stop the three, it starts with stopping a, a mid-major that's pretty good at shooting that rock from beyond the arc. Uh, and, of course, when you, we brought up earlier, they have two of their top dudes shoot 40-plus from, from the, from the three-point line. And as a team, they're shooting 39. Now, if you can force fouls, this is not a very good – uh, free throw shooting team in Penn. Uh, for some reason, those those Ivy League schools can shoot the ball very well from from beyond three point line. But when they get up to the free throw line, nope. Uh, but 
yeah, looking at Katie Johnson, CBM, and Dylan Cardwell in this game, uh, just proves that the guys coming off the bench are just as good as the guys that are starting are, are on the starting five. Absolutely, and we will recap Auburn's clash with Penn on the Thursday show since it comes out this evening, or this show comes out in the morning before the game is being played this evening. And we will also preview Auburn's clash with Arkansas, not to mention Auburn women's basketball's clash with the University of Tennessee at Knoxville. So we will make sure we cover all that. Until then, that's all we've got today for the College Loop Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the YouTube channel. Drop a comment and give us your thoughts on anything we've talked about or any talking points that you think that we've missed that you want us to hash on on the Thursday show. Always absolutely looking for hashtag content. Thank you guys for your continual love and support. I, if you, I almost said my, my introduction, but I forgot. If you guys want to continue to support the show, make sure you go to overthewarreport.com, pick up your very own College Loop War Report co-brand and feel and loop t-shirt. That is on thewarreport.com. You can grab that link from the description of any of our shows. comes in five different colorways, $25. Everybody looks good in the feel and loopy t-shirt. Moving forward from that, if you purchase your very own Feeling Loopy shirt, make sure you use hashtag Feeling Loopy, Feeling Without the G on whatever social media platform you prefer, whatever makes you the happiest. Tag us in it. Make sure you tag the College Loop, and we'll throw it up on the next show. I'm Hair Sitar at by Hair Sitar on the Bird app and on Instagram if you want to come hang out. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. Love, love yourselves. Love each other. Happy New Year. 2024 is going to be a kick-ass year, and all of us are going to ball out whether we're wearing orange and blue and competing on a field or just rocking out in day-to-day life. We're going to have a great year. I can feel it. I can feel it in my gut. So, Dylan, I'm going to let you get us out of here, and we're going to go back and watch what's the remainder of the second half of Alabama-Michigan. I'm just going to go ahead and say congratulations to Michigan for winning the Rose Bowl. I'm, it's going to be awesome for uh, tomorrow's show, and it's going to age so poorly. Someone clip this for me when Bama wins, and uh, we'll move forward. I also have a can't-lose parlay um, uh, on Texas for tonight. So, congratulations to Washington for making the national championship since I bet on Texas. Um, never bet on the horns. All right, Dylan, let's go. Good Lord. Uh, I'm Dylan Lark, a boy Jank on Twitter slash X. Of course, you can find me on Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D-Y-L-E-N, L-A-R-C-K. And of course, you have me right here on the College Loop, which like, comment, and subscribe. Leave your New Year's resolutions for Auburn football, basketball, baseball, softball, gymnastics, all, any sport that you think needs to fix something going into this, tw- this new year. Leave it below. Leave your predictions for Auburn Penn. Leave your predictions for literally any other Auburn sport going on right now. And we will make sure if you get it right, we'll shout it out. We almost shout, we would have shout out the Music City Bowl prediction, but like all of like me being a dummy, we all picked Auburn to win. Uh, but there you go. Uh, so no one really got to win that one. Uh, but of course, if you are looking for other social medias for us, you have us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, the works all at the College Loop. And, of course, if you're tired of seeing our faces, completely understand it. You can go check us out in the audio versions of the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Amazon Music. Leave a like, leave a subscribe, leave a five-star rating, whatever you want to leave. Just show some love to us, and, of course, we'll show some love to y'all as well because we love all 727 of y'all that subscribe to the show and watch it every week and with all of that being said this has been the 2024 edition of the college loop podcast tar you're 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 saying oh love you guys there you go (laughs) 